have our final panel of the night, and I promise you this will be a very entertaining and knowledgeable panel. These individuals know exactly what they're talking about, and without further ado, I'd like to present Christian Jack, Brendan Dunlop, James Sharman, and Thomas Dobby. Thank you very much. Take your seats, fellas. This feels familiar. Well, isn't this nice? Quite. Very nice. This is actually the first time, I think, in it must be almost four years now, right, that we've all sat here talking to the scum. <laughs> Isn't it? Dumb up? No, we've seen him. <laughs> we've seen him once in a while. It's all right. But it's almost four years, right? Yeah, about that, yeah. About what, four years since ago. Since the 40 show? Yeah. Last 40 show was April 20th. Yeah, yeah, but these twats have left before then, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. But yeah. the 40 show survived without them. It did, amazingly. Amazingly. Yeah. How long was it? About I've been at Sportsnet over five years, so it's got to be over, over five, five years. Over five years now. Yeah. April 29th, 2013, last four See, it, that's in the black book, isn't it? No, that it's, date. In, it's in my head. Yeah. How big is the black book? Uh, let's not talk about the black book. Okay. It's been a long time, though. Um, we, know we were originally broken up when Fox Soccer um, launched and stole Dobby from us. Treacherous bastard that he is. <laughs> And then soon after, it stole Brendan Dunlop, treacherous bastard that he is. And then it stole me. Treacherous bastard that you are. Yeah, right, yeah, naturally, yeah. But it's fun, though. You know, we're still all really good friends here. Um, and we do miss the footy show. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, I was wondering if there's only one footy show, if that chant would start to break out at some point. I thought it'd be a lot later in this. <laughs> But let's just kind of recap where it, where it came from. Then we'll, we'll maybe do a couple of popular segments, perhaps. We really, we're going to wing it, as we generally did the entire show. We don't show have a plan, John. Over the years, yeah. But don't pretend we do. But the footy show was born in 2007, essentially. Uh, the score um, acquired the rights to the English Premier League. All the rights. Been sports nets for years. We got them all. I, I was so excited. I remember going I home that surprised. night and, and pitching, you know, these ideas... Wow, all these games every weekend. And then the next day, we sold all the games back to Sportsnet. <laughs> except Sunday morning. Are you morning, fucking right? kidding me? <laughs> we kept one. We except, can put, except Forrest, e you can only put kept Forrest out of work here. You only kept every nil-nil game every week. That was a score curse. We kept the was, one game. Sorry, it was nil-nil every week for the first ten it weeks, was, I think. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm not kidding. No, actually, the fin wasn't the first game. Man, you reading nil-nil, wasn't oh, it? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I think I was like in Detroit on a baseball road trip. Me and trip. you so were in Cleveland. Yeah, you and I were away. Yeah, How do you yeah. still remember perfect scores? Like, it doesn't matter if you're gambling on the match, if you what about the, the show. What about the day Crespo scored at Wigan 1-1-0? That was our game. <laughs> I remember that. That was our first goal, I think. Was it? I think so. No idea. And then he scored in Serie A, and those matches were great, too. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Yes, <laughs> we'll get we're there. We're still right. in 2007. We'll so, yeah, 07, and, and the first year of myself, and, and Brian Bard and Paul James, um, and, and um, KJ and Joe Ross were doing a, a little uh, segment yeah. as well. Producing you Is guys. Joe here yet? Is Joe's, Joe's on his way. Is he on his way? Kitty duty right now. Um, it was a four-show package. Uh, KJ produced one on the Friday as well. It was really good. And then slowly but surely, they stripped that away from us, <laughs> as happens in this business when you do soccer. Um, and then a, a year later, Budgie sadly uh, passed away. And we moved on to a new studio. And KJ joined the, the fold full-time. And we'd have um, Thomas Dobby here, young Thomas Dobby, producing. 
out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Scared, he was an intern. Scared still, shitless. You? Yeah. Just thrown into it. Didn't know what I was doing, but uh, look where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact was, um, you know, we're a TV show, but we were more than that. The whole plan was, the whole pitch was 360, um, multi-platform podcasts. We're just kind of starting then. There are a couple of f- football podcasts. We thought we'd go that route. Uh, a real presence online as well, as well as TV. And as it grew, that became actually our, our main platform was online. And that's where Brendan came in, much to our chagrin. With his, <laughs> with his clipboard. With his clipboard as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you needed a continental voice. That clearly was it. Well, most shows, at that time, most shows at that time thought that incorporating social media was a good way of getting young, very attractive girls on the show. And we got you. None of the above. Yeah. He's yeah. young. He's young. Uh, you he just was very young, but young. after that, the, the checklist was done. But Sherman already teed it up for everyone how soccer doesn't get treated in our business like everything else, so that makes sense. It's yeah. true. Remember the first Dunlop's first shift on TV? And he was almost late. <laughs> remember that? Was he in the middle of the first bathroom? Shift? That's shocking. <laughs> Dunlop would be late for anything. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Do you remember? Uh, I had a beard. It was uh, Joe Ross. Beard or a beer? A beard. I had a oh, beard. beard. And it was. Uh, was it the Premier League? It was Joe Ross was away for his wedding. That was the only That's reason right, I was yeah. on, I remember. And I remember you threw to me and you said, here's our resident Portugueser. For all you Portugueses out there who think that I hate you, we have one of our own. Eh, hey, Force the Portugal. <laughs> Let's move Someone on. works construction. <laughs> so Only he can get away with that. So. No, Charmin throws. Remember the studio? We had a, we had this big expensive jib. It's a really expensive camera on a trolley. Studio still there. And it spins around. And he says, here's our own resident Portugueser. And I knew right away, and it threw me off. I'm like, my name's going to come up. And all these Port- Portugueses are going to look at it and think, Brendan Dunlop? Who the <laughs> hell are you? And this is before Twitter. And I, I came back to my desk after we did the one-hour show. And I had three Facebook messages from non-friends. And it was... Did Charmin say you're Portuguese? Hey, uh, I hear you're Portuguese. Explain that. And then the last one was just WTF, <laughs> Portuguese flag. <laughs> they all had Portuguese names. So that was, that was my uh, foray into working with you guys. There you go. And your, your weekly intro was, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah. That, that all, uh, I still don't know what happened to Travis Payne, though. Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, good question. Yeah. He may have died. I think he perhaps. died. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have various characters, segments on, on the radio show, on Hardcore Sports Radio, on the satellite, on the podcasts, uh, blogs, uh, vodcasts, uh, really the whole gamut. And it seemed to really, you know, take off. And I, I think the reason it, it worked was the score was, if anything, a gutsy, gutsy company. And we couldn't compete with Sportsnet or TSM. We had no money compared to those, those big players uh, to compete for rights, as we found out by selling all the fucking games to Sportsnet. <laughs> But we had to find a, a way, an original, unique way to, to get our um, message across. So we thought, let's try this, you know. And, and it was a bit risky, you know. There wasn't much um, censorship. We could no. say what we wanted. But it really hit a, hit a note, it seemed, with, with the scum, which we will we had a, be. We had a couch for Premier League coverage. That's right, yeah. 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 That was I, I, I listened Although back to cou- that old podcast yesterday that Lucas Pankari put up and the censorship thing. Oh, my God. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was, yeah. I was like, we got away with that. KJ swore. I'm like, KJ swearing. This is insane. Yeah, you've never heard wow. an emphatic F bomb. I forgot. Until KJ I honestly drops forgot it. how. Well, much your it questions was. were yeah. crap. That's why. <laughs> <It was Yeah. laughs> hey, you know what? Actually, uh, I thought we might get into the podcast here. I got a few take your kick questions. Oh, not, not, not quite yet, though. Whenever you want. I'm just remember, saying. Remember the pre-show. Shaman <laughs> throws to you, then you <laughs> speak. Okay. Remember the pre-show, Myers. 
Remember the pre-show meeting? We just had back well, there. Just now. Right. Just now. Just right we discussed. Say was doing them now. I was you just got your questions know. out. Right? Yeah, but I wasn't going to read them. I was just telling the people. Just you. Just take you and your fancy shoes. Just shut up for a bit. Okay? Listen, we're wearing the same fucking shirt. I had to have something different. Who wears it better? You, the shirt you do the actually poster, have the apparently. same shirt. It's pretty it's similar, yeah. Even no, though all the years have passed and I cover a lot more hockey now, we still have this undeniable chemistry. <laughs> I got the fat version of the shirt, though, apparently, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, the, the show kind of progressed from the Premier League, and then 2010, and somewhere back there is a, a, a guilty party here, too. We he had a here. show called the uh, World Cup Tonight, um, featuring myself, KJ, Hunters, and Sid Six Zero, That's right. who was uh, thrown upon us. And it was actually a, a great show. It was full highlights in the 2010 World Cup. Street front studio. We get a crowd outside chanting. One guy would bring a Vuvuzela. Remember that? Oh, Andrew, yeah. his name was, wouldn't yeah. he? Except, he except during the G20, the G20 yeah. summit. We couldn't, uh, no, we couldn't the, do it. Couldn't we have could, the street front during that. Yeah, we had to close down the street front during the G20 because people were logging, legging golf balls oh. down the street. Like it was like, uh, they had to put us up in the hotel for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, there's a we great all story. The Dobby got put up in the hotel and was given this amazing suite. Oh, the biggest suite. Oh, and so like, we just basically stayed I, in there. I, I actually watched the, stories. I watched the USA Ghana match uh, in a bathrobe with room service. It was amazing. I was like, oh, I gotta go to work at four, just down the elevator, up the other. I almost went my robe, actually. It would've been great. Uh, my favorite fun. memory of your suite that, that time was England had just been confirmed to be playing Germany the yeah, next day. Correct, yeah. And we were talking about whether England had a possible chance. Obviously. And both of you two, Obviously. who are unbelievably faithful to England. We were. And just By for, the the way. for two of the most brightest <laughs> men in the world become complete idiots when England are playing. Um, you both said to me that night, look, we're never going to have a better chance than to beat Germany, this team. Wow. England goal, are never going to... If that goal goal, who knows? No, no you got, we got humiliated. <laughs> They got Joke. battered. This is also the same World Cup where we were sitting in the green room and England got ready to play the US. This is your famous line. First game. First game. And the anthem's on and Joe Ross is in there. I think Sid was there. Um, we don't want to talk about what Dunlop was doing that day. Um, but Sharman, you know, there's a crowd, you know, that comes out and then you do the anthem and the cameraman comes and he pans across all 11 players. Sharman goes, you know what, boys? That is a damn good fucking good, team. Good fucking team. <laughs> Good team. It was 2010 ah, on paper. Come on, come on. And punters had a Then the USA goalkeeper decided on, to, yeah. forgot he, to forget he had hands. England won, USA won. Later in the day, we've been there, only been together like four days in a row, 35 more to go. This guy walks in with a Clint Dempsey shirt on. Under his England top. Under his England Blue like, England Blue top. England tracking USA top. jersey. In Almost gets head kicked in. The, 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 by England, us. the England jacket was, well, it was a gift. It was free. And it was, by Umbro. Yeah. Umbro, yeah. And it was, Shout it was cold Umbro, in the green room. But you wore a Clint Dempsey red and blue ice cream top underneath. <laughs> He's a hell of a player. He was a hell of a player. QPR scarf. This is un yeah. unending. You have a number of teams, though. I'm sure we'll get into all that. Yeah. That's not true, actually. That's that's very. But that misleading. is the honest. That's that's what I do remember about your a massive suite during that's that great, yeah. World Cup. It was a fun time. It was a good show, actually. I think, and uh, it worked. It was bloody hard work. Thirty-five days 35 straight in a and row. a ten p.m. show, and the games were on throughout the entire day. And we we, we remained friends yeah, pretty much for most of it, didn't we? Incredible, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. But fun. yes, Sib was um, a big part of that. Um, and then, I think midway through that that tournament, we we got the exciting news that we no longer had the Premier League and that we had the Italian Serie A instead. 
as you can imagine, we were just beside ourselves with glee. It was uh, really well to hell with the Premier League. Now it's game on. Come on, Kievo against Torino. Let's yep. go. Goodbye, yeah. Chelsea. Hello, Chasena. You, you may or may not have audio on most of the matches. We'll have a picture you know up, maybe. There, hold on. Yeah. Hold, on. hold on. People are asking what the problem was. The, the problem was that in TV, like, opening up, like, a fiber line to get the games was a challenge. M many times the bug didn't come on, so we didn't know when the score was or what it was actually minutes within the game. Time of the match, yeah. Time of the match. Um, Paul Visca told us, the commentator. Yeah, that's the It's going to be a great match, this. <laughs> many, Welcome to Genoa. Many times we'd be... <laughs> very, very good. Many times Dobby would be like, okay, normal half-time, seven-minute chat at half-time, guys, and then, like... All right, we're coming back to the second half, and because it's Italy and no, they just don't care, they take like 25 minute half times. They just didn't care. No, so, like, no like, audio half like, the time. Uh, uh, Dobby would be like, uh, Dobby was like, uh, you guys need to fill here. Yeah. And we're like, all right, bring up that like Quagliarella Libero. No, as any good host, as any good host, you, you find a way to bring it back to the Premier League somehow. <laughs> so, you know, it's nil nil at half time, and looking across the scores, um, there's three goals in seven games. Um, meanwhile, in England on Saturday, there's 17 goals at this fun. point. Yeah. No, but we did enjoy the series. We yeah, really fairness. loved we, it. We did. We, I we learned it. to love it. Love it. too, yeah. yeah. Alabandini, yeah. It was well, great. Syria Rewind on Monday afternoons at 3.30. Those dude, right. huge numbers on the score. <laughs> Syria Rewind. I Syria Rewind. And now oh it's the Kievo again. Yeah. There was oh. a guy on the podcast we used to have. It's a great time slot. That reminds me, we did um, for the Premier League during those wonderful two or three years, we had a, a Saturday show for the first year of highlights. But because the score's budget wasn't what, what it perhaps should have been, we couldn't go live on Saturdays. So I pre-taped all the on-cameras on the Friday. That's right. So they're the most generic throws you could ever imagine, and coming out the most generic. And like, my, uh, was it a good you know, one? The team wins. <laughs> Man, you beat West Ham nil. nine nil, and hope you enjoyed that, Hammers fans. Moving on now, like, who's the twat? This guy here is the twat because he's taped his links 24 hours uh, before right. the fucking games went. So that's why all the Gooners think you hate them because that one match that they won Among five others. four against Newcastle or whatever it was, and you set it up wrong. Uh, Arsenal fans think everyone hates them. That's true. They're, they're the most thin-skinned fans. Shout out to my friend Laura Armstrong. Sorry Is Laura here still? Sorry to interrupt Laura? you guys. I have a question from a familiar face that you mm. may want to hear from. Hey, guys. Uh, my name's Sid from Mississauga. Why are you not up here? <laughs> no, I'm back here drinking with Steve and Luke. It's way cooler. <laughs> one minute question. Everyone a question. Um... Before I, rip, before I rip into Dunlop, I just want to say... Yeah, that was fucking coming. Uh, I'd, I'd ask... I mean, you guys have done a lot for soccer in this market. Luke and Steve have done a lot for soccer in this market. And I just would like the room to acknowledge what the job you guys have done. You guys are phenomenal. You guys are phenomenal. They're chanting about you. Um, seriously, um, you guys are amazing. The one, the one thread is your deep hatred for Brendan Dunlop. And Dunlop's amazing. It's just I know everyone has a real issue with his general work ethic. How, how, he, relates, how he relates to other people. And that fucking line in his hair that's always there. <laughs> 
Stephen Caldwell loved that one. Caldwell loved that one. I just want to ask the other three on the dais, uh, how has your hatred for Dunlop affected your relationship with other Portuguese people? Right. I'm going to hang for, up and listen. Thanks. <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time caller. For, for me, actually, okay. shockingly, my, my opinion, I, Portugal was just... It's not a, anything against the people. It was more that they beat England in every major tournament as I was... There's kinda, that, yeah. You know, it was 2004, 2006, so it just gutted me. So I just loathed them for that fact. And Dunlop was one of the first I got close to. And now I work with a Portuguese guy every day that just asks the question. My girlfriend's Portuguese, so I actually love Portuguese people. <laughs> I, uh, I've really come around. In spite of Dunlop, I love Portuguese people. It's crazy. Well, I am only half, so... <laughs> I must say, my, my love for the people grew after their, their, their team enlightened the footballing world last summer at Euro, playing that expansive Boring. style of football and just yeah. scoring so many goals, winning it properly, winning the tournament properly. <laughs> and the, the people of I'm Wales... i jealous, all right? Christ, I wish my bloody team would know. do that. The, the people of South Wales who cheered against Renato Sanchez and now just hope that he will be a Ballon d'Or <laughs> candidate right. come the end of the year. <laughs> to be fair, though, you were there, mate. Yeah, for the Euro 2016 final in France. It was, uh, it was pretty spectacular. Uh, 25 hours in Paris just to see the final. I went there knowing that just being there was a, a win. I didn't expect them to actually win, and it was spectacular. And there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of kids named Adair in the world. Uh, they were all they were all born nine months after July of 2016, and I don't know where the hell Adair is right now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No, not really. Doesn't matter. So that's, that's changed. We, we did say that we were going to talk about things that have changed since we lasted the show. Yeah, Portugal, okay. a world power. I like that. Yeah, let's, let's well, get hold to on. Um, world power. Oh, uh, the European champions. What do <laughs> you want about? World power. They're, uh, they're the champions of Europe at the moment. Well, you, you, you can judge for yourselves watching Sportsnet this weekend as we continue our coverage of the European qualifying for 2018 FIFA World Cup. Very well done, Charles. That's good. Um, we, we mentioned that we may bring some, some segments um, back tonight. So we'll start with one. It's called Avenet, Not Avenet. It's a segment we used to do on the podcast. Um, we'd make a statement and then we'd say, are we Avenet or not Avenet? So what we thought we'd do on this occasion, um, it's been, like we said, four or five years since we all sat together. Um, it's been at least three years since uh, the footy show died. May it rest in peace. So what... Give me an Avenet, not Avenet, over the last three or four years in the world game that we haven't had a chance to discuss on a podcast, on a TV show, on a vodcast so far. So one thing, you're Avenet or not Avenet in the past three or four years? Hmm, good question. Well, England is still crap. <laughs> Avenet, Avenet. We're, we're not really Avenet. Nah. I think they're just really boring. No, they're crap, mate. No, nah, you know what? They're, 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 uh, they're not going to win Come anything. Char really Charms are building crap. ourselves towards the uh, climax of the I'm trying to help you out. Cup. Stop building Come yourself on, up. <laughs> this is the it's one. You way better when you have no tangles. expectations. So better. They're Come just on. really boring, and they're, they're not crap. very good. They're crap. They're crap's a they strong are. word to no. use, isn't it? They qualified unbeaten against in a very demanding group. Slovenia, Lithuania? They almost got beat by Scotland. Hello, Stephen. That's we need a metric to describe what crap means, I think, here. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. You, you so did the game you're, today. You're, you're having that or not having that? I'm, I'm, I wasn't having the fact that they're still crap. But you're not surprised they're still crap? Though. No, I'm not surprised. If you were told three years ago no. before the show they've died. Got, they've got a manager who wouldn't get a job in any top flight European uh, league. <coughs> Middlesbrough. Yeah, that was like 2008. So that certainly doesn't help. But Do you think with... Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho, this team would be 
anything but a crap team. Absolutely, they'd be very. I think they'd be a far better team, yeah. without doubt. Look what Antonio Conte did to Italy in the space of two years. Of the standard of quality, the standard of coaching within the club game is by far and away better than it is internationally. And I know international managers get players for a very short amount of time, but some of these players who play for England are playing very, very well in the Premier League. In the Premier League. But is that through coaching or is that through uh, good, great European international players by their side creating space? Look at a little bit Raheem of both. Sterling's got five goals this year, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, but if, you're, if, you're, if you look at Sterling, you can see, already see how quickly he's developing under Guardiola, though. He's doing this a bit less now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, still doesn't, he still doesn't shoot the ball properly. He's, he's still not shooting properly, but, um, you know, you've got... <laughs> Oi, he's in the middle of an analysis point. No, here. no, please carry on. It's fine. <laughs> it's way more important. Well, I had to do something different. I said, we're wearing the same damn shirt, Charmin and I. You didn't plan it, though, did you? No, I didn't plan it, but at least I got the shoes that are different. But you planned them. Well, you have it or not having it. Answer I'm Rizzo's question. You what, your shoes? <laughs> not no, we're not wearing the same shoes. Well, you support a world power. Yeah. So what do you think about England? Or do you support them as well? No, I don't support. Them. I guess I, I'm not having that the, that they haven't been able to do better with the roster that they have because I do think that we see these stars in the Premier League squad. They've shown, yeah, the squad's been uh, that they've shown how talented that they can be. Yet when they pull on those England shirts, it doesn't matter who the ma- the manager is. But they can't seem to get it together. So that's what frustrates me. That I still look at the a roster, not one that makes me say that's a damn good fucking team, like Sharman said in 2010. But I look at those players on paper, and it's a very good squad that they have. It's not that good squad, mate. No midfield. Well, that's a, great, that's a great point. Why is Joe Hart still in net? It's a great question. I'm not having that. By the way, that, that, no was, a pe- that yeah. was a penalty yeah. today. I agree. That was a penalty Why today. Why is he still in that well for England? Oh, Why is it harder to leave a team Shocking. internationally than it is to get in it? Shocking. That's who, a great who, question. Who would you have starting, though? Who, who would I start? Who would you start? Jack Butland. There's, n- there's never been, there hasn't been a meritocracy Pick, in English football for a long time. It's okay, Pickford's the future. It's Too right. much loyalty. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is now is that when you play Joe Hart in these games, you have to play him in the World Cup, no, don't you? Have you have to, yeah. Of course you do, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So he's I, I think Southgate knows where his best 11 is already, and that's frightening. You know, they're playing, it's nice, they're playing um, Brazil and Germany next month. Brazil and Germany, that, That'll right? be riveting. Now, they should be playing teams that sit back and defend because they cannot break these teams down. They'll yeah. play quite well against Brazil. That's great probably. point. See, Algeria's they'll, they'll well in 2010, right? That's, that, that's the games where you get frustrated. And what happened in England? <laughs> right? You get those questions when you're Love the inside jokes. No one gets here, but no, no, right. c- just, just to give an explanation. So those of you that listen to the podcast, you know how passionate Thomas Dobby can be. So his impersonation there, what happened in England, was what happened uh, as he walked up the stairs from downstairs, right? Where we watched, watched the match. You just wanted to go back to producing the show. And every Algeria. single person who only pay attention to soccer every four years when it comes around and become an instant expert. Had to stop and ask Dobby for his expert analysis. What happened to England? And it's amazing that you didn't punch people in the Almost face. Almost killed someone, yeah. It was rough. M- it was one of the rough many fight. things I love Peggy about... and finance. One of the many things I love about my mate is that he genuinely really cares about his teams. And, and, I, and I love that. And I, and I think that's great that everybody's here tonight and you're all massive fans as well. But for me... It's great to see the passion to be so into a team and 
be so gutted when they lose and so overjoyed when they win. And why not? You know, there's enough crap going on in the world away from sports. So, you know, if you can't, if you can't show genuine emotion with sport, then I feel for you a little bit. And you've always been like that. And yeah, I think that's honestly why we, get, we all get on so well and why, you know, we, we, we remain friends and, and whatever and why the, the natural thing when we, we did it was easy and free-flowing is because we all do actually care about sports a lot and it, it impacts us greatly. Yeah. And that, that's what it kind of boils down to, right? And, like, even earlier on when, when there's the Jays were getting trashed for all the coverage they get, oh, they said, I'm like, not having that, by the way. You know what? Like, I care about the Jays as much as I care about soccer. I'm a sports fan overall. And I think that, you know, if, if you're passionate about something, like, yeah. good for you. And I think everyone should be. And I, like, to be like, oh, this doesn't get that, this doesn't get that. You know what? Who cares? Support your team. I love Sheffield United. They don't get I, – I don't see anything about them here. You watch it. But you do it because you love them. You don't pick the teams you love. And, and you, you love the team you love, and that's it. And I don't think you need to, to worry about what other people, you know, think about that yeah. either way, really. You just honest. reminded me of something. When, when I first – came to North America and I was inter interning at CNN in, uh, in the 90s. I never forget people who worked there, three or four people said to me, oh, you love sports. And at that time, you know, you're 17, you're 18, you're into everything. And anybody now, and, and I know jo still are. Jordan's here and, and there's a few other guys, great to see you here. And young people who come into our industry and they want advice. And I always tell them, take in everything. Because when you're young and you haven't got families and you haven't got the responsibility, you have so much time on your hands to enjoy the sport. Um, and, and to take it in and, and really watch it. And when I was at that age, I was the same. And I never forget that it always stuck with me. They were like, if you stay in this industry for a long time, you will begin to dislike the sport a lot. And I always went and thought, I'm going to show, I'm going to make sure that I never want to be that way. And, and I think that's what's great about all of, all of us when we're on the footy show is that, yes, it was a job. And yes, you know, what a great job it is. And we were all blessed to do it, even now working in the industry. But we still love the sport as well, you know what I mean? And that was what was important. You know, like you'd watch England if you weren't covering them today. You'd be watching that team. So you would. You'd be making pies tonight. I would but be you'd making be pies. You'd be definitely watching yeah. England while you do that. You know, yeah, there, there are certain pies. teams I'll watch no matter what. England I'll watch still. Charmin's but, the biggest um, Leaf fan going. This guy's watched every preseason game Did you, did you watch like, last night? Unbelievable. My God. I, you I, think I was, you I was love blushing Austin last Matthews? night watching that team. I was asking the audience, you think you love Austin Matthews? Ask James Sharman. My daughter's six. I hope one day she'll meet him. <laughs> Not yet. In a furious time, and I'll, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Fine with that. No problem at all. Oh, my Leafs. How my heart bleeds for my Leafs. That's, That's what I mean. Generally, you know, but That's I mean, what I mean. It's, it makes great points. You do. And the industry does wear on you after a while. You're watching sports so much. You understand more. The teams you, you follow, the athletes you follow, perhaps you know a little bit more about them off the field, which isn't always the best thing. Um, so so that, that hero worship does go away. I think partly it's growing up too, right? You do grow up and you get, you get older. And yeah. As a kid, these are comic book heroes. And, and then they become real people. I remember when I, I got married, I came back from my vacation. And uh, these boys First said, yeah, day. so um, we got an interview lined up for you. I said, oh, yeah, who's that? Bruce Grobbler. I'm like... You lying piece of... Why would you say that? This is a guy that I worshipped growing up, Bruce Grobelar. You know, he, he was, you know, he was my comic book hero. He was my superhero. He was a guy that I had pictures on my wall. Loved this guy. And I got to interview him. And it was like an incredible moment. And, you know, I got to know him a little bit. And, you know, that, that's wonderful. But you learn that these are human beings too. And, and you lose that little bit of romanticism about the sport, I think. Um, as you get older, but certainly working in industry, we love the sport, but I think we're a little bit more business-like towards it. Um, but let, we should move on to um, a, another um, Avenant, not Avenant, shouldn't we? You got one, boys? You got one, B? 
Yeah, I actually forgot how we did Avenant on Avenant. You need, I forgot you need that it was a for this? make a statement. Well, I wrote a few of these things down, but now I feel one. like they're not nearly as It used as to be a clipboard, now it's a phone. It used to be a phone. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i got to be honest, I don't have a good one. No? Well, some things don't change. Yeah. <laughs> un, un <laughs> oh, Dobbins. Dobbins got some got notes. Notes here. Notes. That's yeah, why you call this is one of the finest producers in sports television right here. This is what was hidden behind the mics when we did the podcast, because I'd bring notes and actually have something with punters. Tom, by the way, is now the producer of Tim and Sid on Sportsnet, and uh, he is the most prepared dude I know in the business. So uh, hence, hence the notes. Uh, what, you, what you got, mate? My having or not having is just the, the, how the game's gone in terms of money. And I think that it, it's scary for, for fans of teams like Sheffield United to bring it back to me, and I think even for you guys with Villa and just to see how that's dropped, because you look at a team like Man City or a team like Barcelona or a team like PSG, and it's just, it's not, we know it's not good for the game, and it's just, it's completely ruining it. And, and I remember when Rabinho for 30 million to City was just like earth shattering money, and we couldn't believe it as he's gone there. And now the money, I mean, you, you just can't compete. And then when teams are throwing out 120 million pound offers for a guy like Coutinho and you know, Dembele and Mbappe are going at that age with not even proven to go at that kind of money. It's just, it's honestly, I'm worried that it's going gonna, it's gonna to ruin the game for anybody outside of that kind of big 10 teams. And that terrifies me. I'm not having that kind of money. I think that it's going to take a collective of all of the, the teams and the ownership to kind of, and maybe FIFA to step in as if they'd ever do anything that was good for the game. But to, to, to really stop this, because otherwise I think that in 10 years, it's going to be a, a scary uh, proposition for, for any teams outside those big five or six that make hundreds of billions a year. You know, I remember the same things being said 20 years ago as well. Obviously, it's a much bigger yeah. um, point nowadays, but back in the old days, the, the big teams got the best players, signed the best players, made the most money, and yeah, sure, man's out of control, but people are saying that this bubble's going to burst. Well, what does that mean? You know, these mm. guys aren't going to stop playing football, right? Something's gonna, maybe a Super League at some point will, will shoot off from the, the top leagues. Who knows what that means for the grassroots football, but I, I just I think it's a bit... It, it's, it's unsavory, I get that. I don't like these, these I minutes mean, insane when, when a player's worth 200 million pounds, pounds yeah. to play a game. It's, it's sick, but I, I, I still think the game's pretty healthy. There's generally. so much money in the so game. So much money in the TV and, and stuff. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like the big boys are just going to get richer, right? And it's like yeah. you hate to see that that's going to continue, that the, the smaller guys aren't ever going to make it. And, you know, what's success for 95% of the teams in England? It's success for a team like great histories and teams like Burnley or teams like West Brom. It's like for them to finish 16th, is fine, and, and I guess it'll always be like that, but you wish that there was some kind of ambition for teams to finish in the top six that aren't just loaded with money in those top yeah, six. Yeah, you know although I mean? financially, some of those football clubs have never been better. Yeah, no, so that's a good point. Yeah, it's well. valid. I mean, there's rumors this week about the new deal with Scudamore trying to get the 35% for the top six teams. Mm. I mean, that's good that that's kind of not happening. At least it's not going down that route, but I mean, I've, I mean my take is, is the same across all sports. You know, if if someone wants to talk to me today about Mike Trout and Bryce Harper being worth 500 million, I'll say, yeah, they are. I mean, I know it's insane amount of money, but it's the same with Neymar. You know, there's only one Neymar. And, you know, this, is, um, uh, this sport is absolutely enormous. You know, you think about what the actors get in Hollywood. You know, this is an international brand around the world. And there's only one Messi and there's only one Ronaldo and they're underpaid. I'm sorry, they are. Compared, compared to what they, oh, they, what they can deliver on the, on the football field, the amount of joy that they bring to people. And I get your point about the rich getting richer and the rest of them going down, but that race is run. It's over. Yeah. 
it's over. And and you know, Barcelona, PSG are in the they're in that pool now, and they've got they've, they found a way to get in it. But you're going to find it harder and harder for teams to get in that pool. That's the only thing that you'll be a problem. Man City got in it at an early time. Um, you know, you've seen attempts for other teams to get in it. Um, look, it's never easy seeing players get up this amount of money, and we see all the other um, poverty going on in the world. It's awful, but at the same time. You know, like I said, you know, they, they deserve it for what yeah. they what they were able to accomplish. That's why I find myself pulling for teams that are able to replenish and restock it, like a team like Dortmund, and it, you know that that can that can bring these players in and 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 make these players great and superstars and sell them and do it again. And like even a team like Porto and Portugal's well known for yeah, it. I, you for know, sure. those Absolutely. teams, it's like. You, you got to respect them, and you got to you got to hand it to them for to be well, able to do that. It's about scouting and recruiting, yeah. and yeah. going and getting people yeah. inside Grass your football roots, club right? who know the and sport finding yeah. and finding these players. Yeah. And that's and that's I mean, look at Dortmund. I mean, they made they made over a hundred million on Dembele in a year. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. far too early for them to make that money. They don't want that. They wanted to see him develop and win things with them. But that just goes to show you the market. And Dembele doesn't go if Neymar doesn't go. You know, so I get it. What I do think is, I, I do think teams have got to realize when you've got to really optimize the opportunity with it. I get what Liverpool did, but at the same time, there's a chance that Barcelona might not give you another 120 million for Philip yeah, Coutinho they probably next should have year. Sold them, yeah. And so it's <laughs> like, honest, when you've well, you got to pick and choose when you take that money. Do you know what I mean? So He'll go for 60 million a Stoke next year, <laughs> and he'll be fine there. Right? Neymar is making 715,000 euros a week, right. which is only 500,000 more than Villa still paying Michael Richards. <laughs> So don't want to, but but I mean, but as far as gaps not go, talk about Michael, but I mean the the big clubs, you know, they are sustainable. Man United can afford to break the world record every year if they want to, and it's fine. You know, United spending 100 million on Paul Pogba is the same as Everton spending 20 million on Davy Classen or someone awful. Yeah, but and also <laughs> the the club game is by far. We just took when we talked briefly about England, and sorry we didn't talk about other international teams, we're happy to. Um, but the club game is by far and away better than international football. And we're all the benefactors of that. Seeing all these teams play, you watch the Champions League all the time, you, you, know, you watch the top clubs, Barcelona, Real Madrid, the standard tactically of what these teams are accomplishing, we've never seen before. Yes, okay, I know that it was great in the days when Real Madrid won five European Cups in a row and Pele and all these great players. Sorry, this is better now. It yeah. just is. Can they come a long way? The, I mean, speed, I, I, the speed of the game. I remember you know, only, only, only four years ago, you know, having to discuss tactics using a Sabudio board. I mean, <laughs> try and do that nowadays. You know, it wouldn't happen, would it? Be impossible. But the graphics and little flashy little little circles and arrows and dotted lines, don't you, KJ? The most expensive part tactics. of that was the well. mirror that we had on the ceiling, actually, so that you could... That was Which came in handy for numerous shots. things after hours. Mm. Other stories a different night, perhaps. The, the, one that everyone talk, the one that everyone talks about is the France in the World Cup Tonight one that I did. That's the still when I knocked down the 10 players. That's right, yeah. yeah. Judas. Giving up, yeah. yeah. Information Shoot geek, that was, uh, I think, one of our Evra. most... Successful and uh, one segment I'm most proud of actually was was, it was fun. Geek. It was a lot of fun. It was yeah. very yeah. us, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, we couldn't compete again with the the bells and whistles of other networks, but we had a Sabudio board. Mm. Damn hey, it, I, and we're going to use it. Me and Stevie are happy to bring it out again. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to get it out again. Yeah. Okay, so I got. You yeah. used to wreck my players, though. Yeah. You used to wreck my players. You take great joy in throwing to break and then like smashing Bang. all the players on the field. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a, an Avenet, not Avenet. Then we'll maybe we'll ask some of you guys if you have uh, any from the last little while. But mine is a very recent one. It's going to upset, I know, some people in this room, but it's the Icelandic clap. I'm just not Avenet. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? Stop. If you're doing it now, stop. It's called the Icelandic clap for a reason, because Iceland does it, all right? 
And, and when you're doing it, when you're doing it, when you're losing 4-0, it doesn't have the same effect. Please stop. Uh, it was 5-1. Let's, let's, let's wait until the World Cup or Euro and watch Iceland do it. It's nice, it's cute. Yeah, it's really impressive, but it's not yours. You're thieves. I love That's the, why not having it. The argument great that it one. started here and, and then Iceland great stole it. I'm miserable, I'm sorry. You do the Icelandic chant, don't you, Dunlop, in the South End? Uh, it's done in the, in you, the no, South No, you've end, done, yeah. you do it, though. I've been, I've, I, well, when you're standing around, I mean, what's that about? No, I'm do, uh, no I wasn't having a go at you. I'm oh, just okay. asking. You're obviously behind. I've done it before, but I'm, always, I'm also two $16 beers in. That's fine. Yeah, and, you know, everyone I, around me is doing Catherine, it. Catherine loves the Icelandic chant, actually. Sorry, Catherine. <laughs> I apologize. My girlfriend loves it, so. <laughs> is it what chant? Yeah, that's there. right. Yeah, and they stole it too, didn't they? Shout out to Sid Sixero who got Motherwell on the quiz. Six six. Yeah, six six. Yeah, that's and right. Two. That's yeah. that's one thing that Burnett. I miss: our Christmas quizzes. Any um, four of us doing anyone the out there with some some evidence? Not evidence. Yeah. Anything? Just give whatever just questions. We're good. Whatever you want. Just, just let's, let's listen to you instead you of us. So, uh, really, just wanted to say thank you for uh, being here tonight. I, I know I speak for myself, but also for the crowd. It's great to see all you guys together again. Um, as pioneers in podcasting, I just wanted to get your, your views on, uh, A, your favorite moments uh, during your podcasting careers and where you see podcasting going in the future. And your, your futures in the future as well. Thank you. It's funny, actually. We had a, a meeting recently, um, and the concern regarding podcasting is it's very hard to monetize podcasts. Very informal And meeting. I think at this point, it's such a saturation of it. There's so many. Everyone's got a podcast, right? And there's some great ones, some bad ones, but it's very hard to sell them. And the big networks, um, it's all about money, right? As simple as that. That's the currency. Um, you've got to find a way to make money from these things. So uh, the future of them, until you find a way, until the sponsors take them seriously and you get enough hits and clicks... I don't know what the future is. It's a bit concerning. We, we did one for a while. We, we stopped doing it. We might do it again at some point. Who knows? But uh, it's frustrating. You know, generally speaking, podcasters volunteer their own time doing it yeah. on their own buck. You know, they're not making money from it. And we've got to earn a buck, right? The, the core of it is, too, is that the, the reason I think, and it's taken me a long time to realize this, but why the, the big companies don't push podcasting is because the big companies also own radio stations. And if you're giving away your content for free on a podcast, as we've come used to, very few people actually pay to download podcasts, well, you're eating into radio. And we're just not at a point in this country where you can have Soccer Central at noon on the radio in a terrestrial market. So you're not at that point where I, I think you're, you're still five years away before you see uh, a switch to podcasting becoming the audio medium that's, that's being pushed. And sadly, it comes down to money. Yeah, to answer your questions, my, my favorite memories is just having these guys around a table and just chatting football and it, having people who actually cared what we had to say about it. I mean, there's nothing more special than having people who actually generally care about what you have to say about something and, and, and playing along with it as well. Um, I miss doing podcasts. We haven't done them at TSM, much like the same reasons as these guys at Sportsnet. The great thing about podcasts, and, and maybe I'm in the minority these days, we're constantly thrown down our, our throat that everything's got to be quicker and smaller and, and no one's got an attention span for anything. And, and I, I think that partly is extremely true, but there's also, there's a lot of people out there who aren't like that. And I, the great thing about podcasts was that it's, it gives the ability to get into something of depth, to really expand on something of knowledge 
and not only for the person doing it, but for the people listening to it as well that can really play a big part in it. And that's pretty unique. And I still think that the the podcasts have a part to play in that to grow brands. I tell people all the time, you know, should I start a podcast or or someone will message me. I said, oh, I only had five or ten people listen to my podcast. I don't really want to do it anymore. I'm like, no, keep doing it. And the reason why I say it is because you do it for yourself. You know, you do it for yourself. And if the four or five people within your family are only listening to it and you're liking doing it, it's fine. Get you get your own voice out there. Get your experience to do it and voice your opinions. Most podcasts eventually will end up dying anyway. Like we found that we, you know, most of ours are gone. But at the same time, if you have an ability to keep them and listen to it, if you want to get in the industry, it's a good way to listen to yourself and work on things as well. So there's a lot of benefits to it. But as, you, as we kind of covered up here, unfortunately, none of us are involved in any of them at the moment. But when t- anytime anybody wants uh, me to go on one, I'm, I'm always in for it. We do. Right want to go on ours? Yeah, you're like, well, let's come on, JK, you got some <laughs> trivia questions yeah. for like, say, I don't know, December 20th. That'd be good. I did, actually, I did actually, as a TSN employee, and I can yeah. say this comfortably, I did sneak on a Sportsnet podcast once. Um, they, they carried on my theme of doing Christmas quizzes, and um, Charmin decided to go to a guest caller in, so I did a, a dodgy Scouse accent and asked the question. <laughs> Two-time defending champ, by the way. Uh, uh, One of my favorite moments punters? was uh, yeah. we, had, we had a radio show, which is also essentially a podcast and hardcore sports radio. It was uncensored, so it's the same thing. And, and me, as Brendan was hosting, me and Cage were on it. And uh, we'd always often go on, this might surprise you, but go on tangents away from sport. So me and Cage decided one time, let's see how long we can go without talking about soccer. This is great, this podcast actually. before Dunlop loses his shit. Yeah. Yeah. Can I set this up and, just and a I little bit? I think we did nine minutes, didn't we, without longer mentioning the soccer? Longer. Way longer. longer. The whole, 20 the whole show, I think. 20 minutes? I don't know yeah. where. 22, like, you did the whole break. We were, yeah. we're whole to, be, to be frank, to keep just between us and whoever's watching on Facebook, we were really pissed off with his boss. We were. Promises, promises, promises. 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 They never came And through, we so. had enough. We're, like, <laughs> we're going in today and we didn't tell Dunlop. We're just going to go in there. We're not, any question he asked us, we're just going to not talk about football. So Man City, yeah, Oasis. Yeah, love it. Who's, who's your favorite song, KJ? Well, my favorite song is... We just went off in all yeah. sorts of directions. It, it, was was great. A, it was a giggle fest for 22 minutes. And uh, in the after-show meeting I had with my boss, uh, there were no laughs. There was only yelling uh, from him. About how I was we never got those laptops, did we? <laughs> and couldn't we were in that meeting, though, were we? <laughs> no, you so weren't. Fine. We never got flown to the MLS Cup final either. <laughs> no, we did not. But that was no. fun. Any yeah, there other, were there uh, were a lot of moments uh, where I thought that you three didn't respect me as a human being. Thought like, tonight, for example. <laughs> However, uh, doing the podcast was by far the funnest period uh, of my career, and when we were we were doing it daily. Um, you know, and, uh, and the, the the radio show on Sirius that they mentioned, the Hardcore Soccer Talk, or the Hardcore Footy Show at some point, what it became. It changed um, channels like 15 times as that well, it did. didn't it? Sirius 186. Yeah. Sirius one I listened to yesterday. One of, the, one of the former listeners, yeah. Lucas Bancari. If you get a chance, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the show at all, or just, you know. Even though life at all, uh, listen to an old podcast. Uh, yeah. honest, honestly, though, I listened to it yesterday, and like I'm biased, but put a smile on my face just to like, yeah. it's only been, I think it was from five years ago, but we just, we're having fun. I think that's the biggest thing to kind of go back to the question of like, whatever advice or doing the podcast. This and that. I think we didn't really know what we were doing. We were just having fun. Like it was just, we were just talking about the game in a, in a, in a different format and having fun with it. And it was unscripted. And I think that's what worked for us because we generally just like talking about it and with each other. The concept was honestly, it was four guys at a bar having a few pints, shooting the shit. That was the whole idea from day one. Let's Without do alcohol. that. We think people will, will embrace that. Without alcohol. Without, without the booze. You, but it was yeah. essentially this. Thank 
Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, any other questions? Or having it, not having it? So. I, I, oh wait. Canada, and one thing that I've encountered over and over again is that we are not an economic force. We don't pay for the podcasts. We don't support the sponsors. I mean, how many people bought a Mill Street beer tonight, right? They're sponsoring this event, right? And we, we need to matter economically so that people buy the podcasts that you guys make, The people, you know, we need to, and we don't, because I, I've got people telling me, you guys suck for buying beer, for buying whatever at these events. So they don't want us anywhere. I was in Tobermory for TFC's game uh, against New York, and th there's one, one group of people own basically all the bars there, and they told me, we don't show soccer in our bars. And I couldn't watch that game, right? Yeah, I was uh, planned months, uh, months in advance, but wh whatever. Like, I was told basically to fuck off because I wanted to watch a soccer game. Right, and we we need to we from top to bottom, we need to change the economics of this game, so that we matter, and the sponsors want to sponsor this. Yeah, you're, you're right, and I mean it's it's ridiculous that you refused a game and give me a break. That's that's awful, but I think I think Joshua mentioned it earlier. It's a good point. You know, we are really still in our infancy in this country, and yeah, we perhaps should be further along the road than we are. But it, the game is so new here. You know, it's still a hockey culture, and that's just fine. There's room for all of us. Um, but to expect the sponsors to pay out now, it's still pretty early. You know, TFC is 10 years old, for mm -hmm. example, right? MLS is still very new to this country, and it takes a long... Yeah, we can, but we're the soccer crowd in, in Canada, in Toronto, we're still pretty small. We're very loud, we're vociferous, but we're small still, you know, and, and we're growing. It's going to take time, and I understand there's, there's lack of uh, patience right now and frustration. I get that. There's so much passion in this room alone. But it's going to take time, and I think you know we will get there. I mean, immigration speaks for itself in this country. We will get there, mm. but it's not going to happen overnight. So but just I get that your frustration and that experience is crap. You should call that bar out if you get a chance. I mean yeah. that's nonsense. But um, I don't know. We'll I don't find know your size. podcast. It's, you can call that bar. I, out. I do understand why. You <laughs> but <laughs> but leave the matches on and like keep you know keep watching. Tell people you know if Grandma's going out on a walk in the middle of the day when Carabag's playing Ludogorets. Tell her to put it on. Yeah, Tell please. her to put it on. Not the back garden please, cup. Please watch us on Thursdays. <laughs> back garden right? cup. Of all games oh, Nan, you've got no idea. Carabag, it's at 11.30. Just put it on. She leaves. It's fine. That, all that helps. Keep watching. Keep downloading. And then we can grow to a point where there's soccer on in every bar in this country. Which is, I think, what we all want, right? All right, we have another question. Tim, long-time listener, first-time caller. 2026 or or 2022 if things go well if Canada makes the World Cup as a broadcaster how much of a game changer is that for you if Canada makes the World Cup the men's World Cup in 2022 or we host in 2026 how does it change what you do you'll have the rights you go first <laughs> um, well I can only talk about past experience. I will say, working on the Women's World Cup in this country in, in, uh, in two years, it's, it's, it's incredible how that game just grew. And the amount of people watching those games was 
it, it was mind-blowing to me. Like, we would get numbers, in, and it was a really difficult tournament to work on, and it was very challenging but very rewarding. And I'll, I'll get to your point in a minute, Tim, but, um, you know, when we are getting numbers in the next day and, and almost a nothing, meaningless game, I think, between South Korea and Spain at the Big O was getting over a, a half a million people watching the game. You know, I, I always said this. It, within our sport, there's no two bigger words that mean more than World Cup put next to each other. It just brings everybody into watching the sport. You know, people who watch the sport once every four years because it's the World Cup, and they will. So to put that into perspective, we're going to get incredible numbers watching those next year in Russia. And so to even believe, to think that that's going to happen within our country, and it will happen, Paul Byrne said it earlier, it's going to happen. We're going to have games here in 2026. Um, to actually have it in our own country is, is, is incredible. And for us as broadcasters, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, it's been an absolute privilege to be on this wave within this country. When I moved to Canada in 2000, you know, as we've touched on, the way that the sport has moved on in terms of the access that we can all watch now and watch almost anything we want, to, to be able to have that go from 2000 to 2017 and now to have another nine years to prepare for the World Cup that we're going to come here. You know, you guys are all trendsetters as well. You know, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be coming into 2026 trying to get tickets, who are going to be getting in the game. And then maybe in an event here in 2031, there's going to be a lot of people who just fell in love with the game during that tournament. So it's, it's, it's an incredibly powerful tournament that brings together so many people and people who love the sport. And, and, and it's going to be great to have them in Canada. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I was on record the day it happened, and I'll say it again. We should be very thankful for the amount of games that we've been given. I know some people think differently. I know some people think we should have got a lot more. But ultimately, we're Canada. And you know, we have to realize our, what our identity is. And the fact that the CONCACAF want to go in with a triple bid and get us games. And anybody wants to complain about that, I think they need to look at where we come from. So to get 10 games and, and have them across the country, embrace it. And it's, Canada's going to be there. So it's going to be exciting. Another question over here. Hi guys, it's uh, Jordan from Burnley. I know there's plenty of Burnley fans in here, so it's good to see you all. <laughs> I spoke to Scott Arfield yesterday talking about Burnley. Good to know. Uh, I have an industry-related question. Um, if you were to start the footy show today or tomorrow, what would you change from when you started it? <laughs> That's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Really, really I'm joking. I you're, love you're, you. You're so I predictable. You. you know that. <laughs> the only thing that's changed is that. Yeah, you, you said you put on a bit more weight. I have considerably more gray hair. It's so not lying. It'd be us three and Caroline. Yeah, you're right. What you're would right. we do differently? That's a really good question, though. Actually, um, man, it'd be nice to have a budget. Not sell. And, not and, and sell all the fucking games. That, so, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Number one. Um, you know, I think it would have been great to, to take the show on the road. Yeah. Um, maybe do you know on location podcasts, vodcasts. Uh, you know, go to UK for for a, a few days. Me and KJ did it, but um, you know, all of us would have been great. Um, you know, it's, it's a different time back then, right? Like I said the, the podcast world was just evolving. It's just starting up. It's brand new territory, and now it's been around for so long. Um, maybe we're more jaded now. You know, I don't know whether the Philly Show would have started today. I think it was just the right time. It was a perfect moment in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. Um, I think if we had the opportunity to, to bring it back, I think we would repeat a lot of the th same things that we did. I think that having the focus on online with the blogs and uh, it, it grew the footy blog to having 
several writers. It wasn't just the four of us. I think we would do that again. Yeah. The daily podcast and the radio show. That I, was I, the funnest, you know, I, some of the most fun we had. I also think, like, it's easy to say and people, it's, you see it so much now. And I, I often do look, think back to it when I see it kind of thrown out there all the time and kind of shoved down your throat of just interaction. We want people's feedback. But, like, we actually did. And that, honestly, like, for us, it's what made it worthwhile was that people actually were writing in. And it m maybe it was the same 10 people every week. But for us, it was like, holy crap, people actually care. And, like, when you get people involved and you actually get to the core of it and the people actually, you know, become a part of the show. Like, we had so many people that we'd regularly throw out there, like a Lucas Pancari, Joga Benita Baby, right? All these people. It was like, yeah, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't know them at all. They didn't know us. But it became like that community. I think that's what is vitally important to actually – you know, touching a string with somebody, actually getting to the core of somebody and, and hey, I care about this product and people coming out now years later since it's been gone, I, I hope a handful of people here actually came because they want to listen to us get together again. I think th that makes me feel great about yeah. it. And that, I think that that's what it comes down to is that if you can actually connect with somebody and, and, and have them care about what you're saying and not knowing you from someone else, that I, I think that's uh, what it's all about. You wore a Sheffield United jersey to a TFC match recently. Yep, I did, yeah. And? Yeah. Someone uh, bumped into you and, and said, are uh, you yeah, Dobby yeah. from the... Somebody said, oh, are you, are you Thomas Dobby? Because they're like, oh, Sheffield United fan. It's either me or Luke Wildman. So <laughs> they actually, they spotted me. I was like, you know, I'm not Luke Wildman, but... Uh, There's no way Wildman's still here, is it? Yeah, he might be. <laughs> uh, no, he was here. He's, he's n he left, yeah? Knew it. Uh, Take the dog for a walk, right? I, th I think it's important though also to remember that you know we, we do miss it and we loved it and who knows what the future holds but f from a career standpoint I think we all needed to take the next step as well and see what life is like on the other side you know the side with big budgets and shiny desks and suits there would be nothing like the score and honestly I think a, no, big, right. a big part of it is that like we all owe a massive debt of gratitude for our careers and obviously you see these guys on TV all the time and you know, like, I, I'm incredibly grateful to the opportunities that the score gave us because they gave us a shot and they gave us a chance. And it was more like, hey, we don't care. Go out and do what you do and, and do the footy show. And that, pla that place was special and that place gave us all a great opportunity. So I think we're very lucky that we, that we all kind of happen to start there and, and come up together through it. So the score was, uh, never forget that place. We have two more questions for you guys. kind of answered this question already, but I'll ask anyway. Um, since the show ended, uh, what is the biggest change you've seen in terms of sort of us this come in terms of uh, um, knowledge or whatever, in terms of just seeing the game and how we view the game and talk about it? So what changes have you seen in, since the show ended and where you are right now? Like the game in this country and kind of how either it's consumed or how – well, no, just in terms of your interactions with people, like oh, from, okay. from the time the show ended until now, like what time, like how, has it improved? Has it changed? Like what? Yeah, one of the things that, well, one of the things that's changed is that now you have every match. We didn't have that before. Even if, you know, from the score days when we sold all the games to Sportsnet, you you're didn't actually you're have okay. access to You're okay, you can all. talk about yourself, mate. What, what are you on about? It's, it's elevated you to be a, a world-class broadcaster. Oh. Uh... Thank you very much for that compliment. I wasn't, I, I wasn't thinking in that regard. But the footy show allowed you to go to a major network mm. and 
seamlessly go on to a nightly highlight show. Talking about hockey. I, and I wake up to I wake up to Dunlop every Monday morning on Sportsnet Central. I wake up to Charmin and KJ on Saturday mornings. I sit at my desk, watch Charmin and KJ doing internationals. I watch KJ doing Champions League. Are you jealous, Catherine? Honestly, these guys are constantly on my TV. It's great. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that know, part I, is I pretty good. Um, You're right. Yes, I, I think as as a whole, the Canadian soccer culture is far more sophisticated. They know they, they know the games more. They're seeing more games. Obviously, it's a huge thing. Um, maybe it's through the, the great analysis we see on TSN and on Sportsnet. Perhaps that's how, how they're learning. Um, I'm still, you know, recognized probably more now from the score than even from Sportsnet. I guess they don't recognize me in a suit or something. Um, I, I, get, know, I, I don't recognize get, myself in a suit. I get, I get more shouts from people who say, oh, I love the footy show. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, you're the guy from the footy show? It's not. Are you the guy that hosts Sportsnet Central Sunday mornings? Uh, no. Uh, it gave it gave us all a platform. Like the chair I sit in now, like I never take it for granted. Every single week, every single show I do, and I'm sitting in pre- predominantly. I'm sitting in a chair that should belong to an ex-footballer. So I'm I I would never have been given that chair or got a chance to win that chair uh, when I first had my audition at TSN against other people if it wasn't for the footy show. Like if I'm just some random football. Uh, journalist and covering the, the game without that TV experience and that presence, it, it, it definitely gave me a chance to get that position. And I remember doing my first ever MLS game for TSN. I was in Vancouver and I was working with a producer at the time who I still work with and I've got a lot of respect for. And he had a great question to me. He said, why should people have to listen to you? Because obviously I never played the game. And it's a very perfectly, very good question that I continue to battle with all the time. But then I did the game and with Luke and we're walking back to our hotel on the main strip in, in Vancouver and these three guys, and I'll never know who they are, but for, forever I'm indebted to them, in the back of a taxi, rolled down the window and shouted, footy show, like that. <laughs> and the guy goes, now I get it. And, and I was like. That so was th- me, Dobby, and Dunlop, actually. <laughs> it was the three of us. Sorry. Perfectly timed. You you still owe (laughs) us. You wouldn't have said that, though. You would have said something far more risky. You still owe us $100 for doing that, by the way. But you're also one of the most hardworking people that I've ever seen. It's not about me. Let's get another question. Well, you spun it on me, so throw that out there. You very very much earned that seat and own that seat, and anyone watching uh, knows that. All right, we have one final question. So it's actually great to uh, see you guys back together. Uh, if anybody's not following Thomas Davi during the Jay season, uh, you've got to have it. It's a must oh, follow. The Blue Jays are terrible. We cannot <laughs> talk about the Blue Jays. Um, the only soccer here. Yes. Throw, where's the bouncer? Throw him out. Yeah. Baseball questions? Come on. Actually, and then just the uh, for the footy show references, uh, I needed to hear a little bit more David Seaman references, <laughs> as well as last ha- having it or not having it. Uh, That's the after party, the David Seaman stuff. <laughs> That mirror on the ceiling? No, I remember the, uh, it was uh, a big point of contention was snoods in the game. Oh, oh right. <laughs> yeah, that's changed. Nobody wears snoods anymore. Well, you do. Yeah, yeah I do in every charity tournament that we play in. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a big charity. When, when MLS Cup was in Toronto, they all, uh, we, we went to the media package. Got, I got uh, this MLS snood. No, it's a snood story. Um, I went back to the office with my package, and oh, yeah, I'm covering MLS Cup. David Simon reference there. Cage in his package. It's not, it's not even 10 o'clock. Um, and Dunlop's like, well, what's that? I'm like, um, it's a snood. And like, he's like, 
I'm like, do you want it? It's like, yeah. So he gave it, gave it to Dunlop. Then some people might know I run a charity football tournament every year. And this guy shows up. By the way, he looks like a player. He's terrible. Um, this guy shows up and he looks unbelievable. Those tournaments are classic because Charmin like pretty much breaks his ankle yeah. every time, and and Dunlop looks like he's playing. Dunlop looks like him. He, lo so. he looks like Neymar. Yeah. Like he's got everything. He looks elegant, beautiful man. Yeah. He's got his Rusted hair. Tips. He's got brand new boots gifted to, from whichever no. man he went out with, with from Adidas or New Balance that week. And then he's got. He looks unbelievable. And then, and then he wears the snud. It, it was, was July. Inside. Yeah. It was inside. And I'll, I'll say this about B right now. You know, you may have noticed we, we are pretty hard on Brendan here. Um, only th there's no only one with a better, him, with a more self-deprecating humor than Brendan Dunlop. Yeah, that's he right. can handle it. He can take it. He can take it. So when he wears a snud or he, or he gets a T-shirt made up saying "Why always me." And does it on live TV. That you remember that one? That was still Classic. one of the... Well, yeah. He could handle it, you know. And yeah. uh, maybe there were times in his career many years ago where perhaps potentially the ego could have gone in one direction and we felt inclined to control it. But he can handle it. He can we take did it. We control so it. for my own good. We did right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You can handle it. You're all right with it. I That's appreciate right. it. Yeah. Any other questions? I think... I think... Uh, there's a man with a very thick... Okay, Hard we'll, to we'll hear Scottish on, accent at the okay, back. Okay, we'll end on this one. Uh, not Colwell. Hi, my name's Darren. <laughs> I got a question. Oh. First question, where's Tobamori? <laughs> Second question, you're on the pitch, there's ten men... You look around, you need an extra player. Which one of the fellas next to you do you pick and why? Not me. What's up? Johnny Quicksand over here, not him. Dobby had the best athletic description of my entire life. For whatever reason, Dunlop runs like a 400-pound man. <laughs> and it's true. If I, had, if I had to pick, the only one I could possibly pick is KJ because Charmin will be hurt and Dunlop runs in quicksand. So I'll take KJ for sure. And I'll take Dobby because he's by far and away the best player out of all of us uh, by a mile. I'm depends not going to argue with that. I better be. Uh, <laughs> it depends how be. long the match is, though, because if no, it it's anything longer than no, 10 it doesn't. minutes. If it's anything longer than 10 no. minutes, he's getting sent off. It's a matter. I want him on my pitch oh. for 10 minutes. 10 minutes of Dobby is better than 9 minutes of you, man. It's actually a great, a great question. You make good points. Steven reference, uh, that's, that's, that's also phrased hilariously. I hope that doesn't get clipped out of context on Facebook. Uh, do we have time for one take your kick at least? Do we? Do we have any more time, Caroline? One? Yes. You got one there? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I have four questions. Oh, boy. Pick one. We can do them all super quick. We can do them quick. <laughs> okay. All right. So this, so this one came from anonymous person sitting on this panel. Merwin Fellaini is a key player for Manchester United. Name an... Oi, oi, we're trying to get through this quick. Simmer down. Name another that you th thought was utter shite, but who eventually you grew to love and appreciate. Uh, KJ, I'll start with you. Can I say you? You could, yeah. Great question. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Because initially I was worried about you, and you turned out to be an all-star. Yeah. Um, who else? Um... What's the question? Who I thought was shite, but is actually turning out to be pretty good? Or, or you player, grew to appreciate player, yeah. and or like. You know, I will say, I think Kyle Walker's had a good start to the year. And well, I, today he didn't. And I think hey, he's... Sell on clause. And I thought, I've thought for a long time, you know, you just... I mean, every credit, everyone's got opinions. I thought for a long time that 
I just didn't see it with this player, even when he got bought by Man City. But the way he played against Chelsea and the way that he adapted to that style, and he played all right today as well, but that's international football. It's fine. Um, it's easy. <laughs> but ultimately, I think he's showing me something that he didn't show me before at Tottenham. I always thought, oh, everyone thinks he's great. People talk about one of the best, best fullbacks in the world and all this nonsense. So, um, yeah, I'll go with him. Uh, my answer would be a lot shorter, but I'll go with Mark Albrighton who I thought was uh, when yeah, he a good left answer. Villa, I thought he was done. He and he became a superstar piece for Lesser in that title run. And mine's, back uh, in England Mine's side. actually Josie Altidore. I used to shit on him on the podcast. And we did the podcast. I, like, I remember one goal in like 40 games for Hull, one, game, one yep. goal in 30 games. I used to bash Josie Altidore all the time. And in the five MLS games I've watched since, he's been great. He's phenomenal. <laughs> like, honestly, like, he's been splendid. He's great. Sorry, sorry. Being on, you, For, hey, you came here tonight because you wanted to hear us be ourselves. This is very much what you're getting. You got an answer, Charles? Um, well, well, firstly, I thought that's a, Save fant us, that's please. a fantastic question. Save us. What a, what a great, well-thought-out question. Um, you know, I'm going to say Francesco Totti because when I first started in 97, he was a sniveling, whining, diving, cheating little scumbag. And then I said that and I got hammered for it, just hammered. And as I, I began to watch him more and more, and he matured, got married, had a kid, he became this, this wonderful, sublime, world-class, legendary player for Roma, and, and I loved watching him. So from, from a man I despised back in, like, 97, I began to love, and I was quite sad to see him retire last year at the age of 40. Good answers. And great question. You are picking fourth in a draft to put together a team of world stars. Ronaldo, Messi, and Neymar are gone. Who do you pick? Can I start with you? I actually, uh, uh, Josie Altidore. <laughs> actually, uh, actually, I thought about this one a bit off the bar. I think I've taken Golo Conte right now. I just love the, I love the way he plays. Everybody's got to love, and the, the the impact that he could, he had clearly going from Leicester to Chelsea. He won them the title link that year, so I think I might take Conte. Yeah, that's a great answer. You want a ball winner, right? These guys are gonna yeah. score goals. Love them. That's boring, though, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I'm just going to say, uh, just because I know KJ will say it, I'm going to say Luka Modric. <laughs> this guy. Were you? I had a yeah, feeling right. one of you were going to say were, that. Yeah, I was. I know you too well, pal. After all these years. You still know me well. <laughs> yeah, Modric is my answer. Um, someone said before about England not having a midfield. It's spot on. That's why the crap. The, the, the game is all about midfielders. If you go back and watch the Champions League final and watch what Modric and Kroos did in that final, it's just unbelievable what they can do in a, on a football field. Uh, it's, it's 2017, mate. <laughs> I'm done. I, uh, I thought I about this as well. I was going to go with Lewandowski when I first thought, yes. saw the yes. question. I thought Robert Lewandowski. But, and this has nothing to do with today. But just in, in assuming that this league is going to, or this team that we're putting together, we want to play a couple of years. I think Harry Kane's at that level now. He's, he scores the goals. Oh, the world-class argument, eh? KJ, KJ thinks there's 23 world-class players in the world. It's about, about 30. He's not a world-class player. Okay. Uh, we got time for one more? We'll go with... One more, one more. This will be the last one. Okay, guess who wrote this one? We never explained punters, which is a stupid fucking nickname, by the way. <laughs> the best. Okay, refer, here's the question. He referred hey, to himself. Tendon Punlop. 
Okay. This is your question. No, we all. This is the question. We all know punter supports many a team in many a sport. However, when it boils down to it, he loves Villa first and for- foremost. KJ the same. Charmin Liverpool. Me, Chef United. But if you were forced to choose another club in the world to support, who would it be and why? Punters can have ten answers, but we all choose one. I, I, you know what? How about PR. Borussia Dortmund? Because like I think that. to grow up in the Westfalen Stadion in that stand, I think that would have been pretty spectacular. So if there was one team, I think I would go there. I think also because we, w- we got the opportunity to go to the 2013 Champions League final together, Dunlop and I, for uh, covering for Fox Sports. And uh, not only were the fans great, game was good, but we were in the next section to the Wags, <laughs> and I think that's probably why it was both our answer, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It was a special time. The douchebag yeah. douche twins are finally I don't think, out. I don't think we watched much of the game, to be honest. D- <laughs> D-bag FC. D-bag bad, FC. Yeah. Yeah. We so, don't want to get into what uh, you guys have done no. on the road. <laughs> 30, okay, 30-second story into that match. So we didn't have allocated seats at Wembley. Wembley doesn't have a, a very big press tour. We were, or uh, area, excuse me, we were very low on the list. So someone with our crew said, oh, we got seats for you. And we're in, in this Restroom. trailer. And he points to the back of the trailer on the road with an eight-inch monitor. He's like, oh, yeah, you guys can sit right there. We're like, are you serious? So we end up in the stadium, no idea where we're going to go. And someone says, oh, near where y- you see the match from, where the, the cameraman's camera bay, gondola yeah. is, there's a couple of seats over there. So we sit down. Ceremony start. We're thinking, you know what? We might actually get through this. Great seats. <laughs> I turn Great to the right. Seats. And I say, oh, wow, look, you know, there's a very attractive... Borussia Dortmund supporter, and Dobby looks at me and says, when you say one, <laughs> do you not see the rest of them? <laughs> it was 30. The, all of the wags were sitting together. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So. It was fun. It was, good. it was a great trip to London. I think, did Bayern win that game 2-1? I think Robin scored late. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. Bangkok FC. Because that would be a fun trip. Whoever Climax Lawrence oh. is playing for. Oh my God! Yeah. Whoever Be Climax amazing. Lawrence is playing for, that's huh? your team. Whoever Climax Lawrence is playing for, or Rowan Ricketts. <laughs> is yeah. Climax playing for a Bangkok FC? <laughs> yeah, he should d- be. It right? was, a, it was a Dempo last with our mate Rowan Ricketts. Is, isn't Ricky there? Yeah, Rowan Ricketts playing for Bangkok FC. I have no idea. At some mate. point he did. <laughs> I don't watch that. The HK uh, Premier League. The, 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 the toy Premier League. You I've know? Got an, um, my answer would be because I already am a little bit of a fan of. I'm a big fan of, of uh, Athletic Bilbao. So that's my team. Formed by Brits. Um, love the tradition that's still with the Bass Connection. And they helped me get through Thursday's Europa League on TSN. Yeah. Uh, wh- when is the Naki Williams coming to the Premier League? Oh, he's a class player. He doesn't need to come to the Premier League, mate. He's already in a great league. But when Barcelona come to the Premier League after the referendum, I mean, that'll just finally answer the question about Messi on a Tuesday night at Stoke. I cannot fucking wait for that. Yeah, exactly. Although there's this other team that's in my mind right now, too. Uh, they're called Alisons, and they play in the Norwegian Premier League. Um, I spent much of my, a bit of my summer going around Norway this summer, and their football ground is on the lake, and that is a little piece of heaven for me. So if I could be a fan of them, I would just live there and, live and hang out in Norway and go support them. You look, you look quite Norwegian, actually. That'd be a good spot for you. There you go. So retire I, in Norway. That's where you'll you be. Go. And I'd just hang out with a bunch of Christians who spell the name with K. <laughs> the right way, right? I know we could listen to them all night, which just means that this panel needs to come back to the next Footy Talks. Pure joy. (laughs) Give it up for them. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. Fun. Cheers for watching. Cheers for watching.
and listening. Scum. Thank you, everyone, for coming tonight. Thank you, Footy Talks, for organizing this. Uh, oh, thank, thank you, Kings of the North. Good night, everyone.